Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Encuentro. Let's begin with a prayer of St. Francis. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, make me a means of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is despair, hope. And where there is sadness, let me bring joy. Divine Master, grant that I may seek not so much to be consoled, but to console, not so much to be understood, but to understand, not so much to be loved, but to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in forgiving that we are forgiven, and it is in dying to ourselves that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Today is Saturday, and we thank the Lord for yet another weekend, and we ask His grace to guide our rest, our relaxation and enjoyment of the company of family and friends. Our gospel reading for today is from St. Luke, chapter 18, verses 1 to 8. Jesus told His disciples a parable about the necessity for them to pray always without becoming weary. He said to them, There was a judge in a certain town who neither feared God nor respected any human being. And a widow in that town used to come to him and say, Render a just decision for me against my adversary. For a long time, the judge was unwilling, but eventually he thought, What, while it is true that I neither fear God nor respect any human being, because this widow keeps bothering me, I shall deliver a just decision for her, lest she finally come and strike me. The Lord said, Pay attention to what the dishonest judge says. Will not God then secure the rights of his chosen ones who call out to him day and night? Will he be slow to answer them? I tell you, he will see to it that justice is done for them speedily. But when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Children have different ways of getting their parents to give them what they want. When I was a kid, I used to pester my parents with small notes I'd tape all over the house. And just to make sure I had all the bases covered, I'd also sometimes tell my grandparents and get them to put in a good word for me. I also made sure I behaved myself at home and school and that I was extra helpful in the house. When I now remember all the things I did as a child to get what I wanted, I, I feel silly. But it always worked. I always did get what I wanted, usually after my parents got sick and tired of all my reminders. The pagans of Jesus' time had a term for a similar practice that they used on their gods. They called it fatigare deos, tiring the gods. They believed that their perseverance in telling the gods what they want would pay off because the gods would eventually get so sick and tired of hearing their prayers and would finally grant their requests. 
Now, the story of the woman and the judge in today's gospel reading could perhaps resemble this ancient pagan practice of tiring the gods. It seems like it, but the fact is, it's really very different. Because the point of Jesus' story is precisely that we aren't like this poor, ignored woman before God. And God is not at all like this indifferent judge. God isn't someone who will hear and respond to us only because we've worn him out with our prayers. Consider the birds of the air, Jesus tells us. They neither sow nor reap, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Or look at the lilies of the field. They neither sow nor spin, yet not even Solomon in all his splendor was arrayed like them. If you know how to give your children good things, how much more will your heavenly Father give you what you need? Trusting in God's wisdom is the point of Jesus' story in today's gospel. He asks us to trust that God knows all our needs, even before we speak them. Even the hairs on your head have all been counted, he tells us. Because God knows each one of us by name. We don't have to tire God. We have to trust Him. And trusting Him means two things. First, it means trusting that while He may not immediately give us what we ask for or give us what we want, God always knows precisely what we need. And he will always give it to us when we need it. Abraham was promised a son, and he was promised to be the father of many nations. And yet, years later, we hear Abraham saying, Oh God, what good is all my wealth if I have no son? In due time, of course, God did give him a son. In fact, God gave him not one, but two, Ishmael and Isaac. And Abraham did become the father of many nations. In due time, God responds to our prayers. And while he, his reply may not often be in accord with what we want, it will always be in accord with what we need and what is for the best. This may not be as clear initially, but turns out to be so eventually. The ultimate purpose of prayer is therefore not simply to receive what we ask, but to make us strong, confident, and without fear in facing the challenges, difficulties, and hurdles life sometimes puts in our way. I, I'd like to repeat that. The ultimate purpose of prayer is not simply to receive what we ask, but to make us strong confident and without fear in facing the challenges, difficulties, and hurdles life sometimes puts in our way. It makes us remember what Scripture says. Do not fear. I have your name written on the palm of my hand. 
It is when we realize the profound meaning of trust in God's all-embracing care that we discover deep within our very selves a power, a force that is capable of overcoming tremendous odds. This itself is a gift of grace. To adopt the words of a famous atheist, in the midst of winter, prayer allows us to find in ourselves an invincible summer. Persevere in prayer then, because in doing so, you will realize that truly nothing is impossible for God, but also for yourself.